Hallelujah. Isaiah 45, I will read verse 1 to 4. Uh, are you here with me? Yes. Are you here? Yes. Say to your neighbor, I'm here. Okay, let's go. Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 5. He said, that says the Lord to his anointed to Cyrus, whose right hand I have hold, I have grabs or I have held to subdue nation before him and to lose a belt of kings. I'm, I'm reading from, uh, uh, from, from, from uh, I think, the uh, ESV. Uh, to subdue nation before him and to lose the belt of king, to open doors before him that gate may not be shut. I'll go before him. I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight. Let's go quickly. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze and cut the bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness and the hidden riches of secret places. For that you may know that I am the Lord who called you by name. I'm the God of Israel. Let's carry on. For Jacob, my servant's sake, and Israel, my elect. I have even called you by your name. I have named you, though you, do not, you have not known me. Hallelujah. Now, Cyrus. Cyrus was the king of Persia that defeated Babylon, amen? Okay, I want to give you background. That defeated Babylon, and uh, after the defeat of Babylon, Cyrus was instructed by God, although he didn't know God, to do one thing, to let Israel go free, or Jacob go free out of Babylon. So Cyrus was the king that ended the captivity of Israel to Babylon, amen? Now, among the Jewish people, Cyrus is celebrated as a Messiah. Not the Messiah, but the name Messiah or Messiah means Savior. So they call Cyrus, Cyrus Messiah. Meaning Cyrus the Savior, a man that was ordained by God to take them out of bondage was called Savior. Hallelujah. Now, the interesting about Cyrus, you must understand, and we can preach it and overlook it. Cyrus did not just send the people of Israel back. The first thing he ordered is the reconstruction of a temple. So it was not just the end of captivity, but the restoration of former glory. So when we talk about Cyrus, the idea that goes with Cyrus is restoration of former glory. Now, he did not just stop there. Cyrus instructed that they may give they may give back the, the vessels that were used in the temples that the Babylonians were drinking from. Do you remember King Belshazzar that was drinking from the cup and a hands came and wrote on, do you remember that story? Yes, the Babylonians were making a mockery of the holy things. And Cyrus came and he said, you cannot do that. So he demanded that the, the vessel may be taken back to the place where they belong. Not just restoration, but also the respect of the former things. Oh, can I say to somebody, God is not just going to set you free, but he's going to restore you. Uh, and he's going to cause people to have respect of what you had. Now, not only that, not only that, Cyrus stand for this also. Cyrus gave money so that the material that was needed to be bought for the temple, be bought. 
So Cyrus did not just restore them, but he gave them what was stolen from them. And also he gave them money. Do you know what, why he gave them money in the spirit? Because the Jews have been working for free for the Babylonians. It's payback time. Uh, whatever you work for free now is the time for rewards. That's what we put the scripture. There are some of you here that have been working in the same position for many years and they have never given you an excuse. I prophesy in the name of Jesus. You don't check what I'm saying. In the name of Jesus, I speak increase. The years that the locusts have eaten, my God, the year that the swimming locusts have eaten are being restored to you in the name of, somebody say Cyrus. The Cyrus anointing does not just set you free, it gives you what was stolen from you. And God said, this is the year of Isaiah 45. The year of Isaiah 45. Hallelujah. All the broken things need to come back. Remember, the temple was broken. And he said, you're going to rebuild that temple. We're going to help you rebuild that temple. I'm praying for helpers this year. Kata, 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 kata. I'm praying for people that God will set around you that will help you rebuild what was broken in your life. I'm seeing in the name of Jesus, my God, I'm seeing things coming to you to help you. They will come from the east, from the west, from the south, from the north. Because God has spoken. I speak in the spirit right now. Let your helpers come in the name of Jesus. I'm praying that there may be a service in your life. Cyrus. Now, what got me, and that's where I want to focus. He said... You don't know me. Cyrus, you don't know me. I'm doing all this though you have not known me. Now the question came. If God can do that with somebody that does not know him, uh, what about one that knows him? Uh, so let's check what he did. I want you to, I put it as pointers. Number one, he said... You are anointed. Now, he called him anointed. The word anointed there does not mean he has the Holy Spirit. It's not the same. The word anointed there means chosen. So I don't know you, but I chose you. I, I, I don't understand this one. I don't, you don't know me. You don't serve me because remember Cyrus was a pagan king. He said, you are a pagan king. My ways are holy, but I chose you. It means God's choice and election are not based on your deeds. It's based on purpose. Come on, somebody. Somebody listen to me now. It's based, somebody say it's based on purpose. His election in your life is not based on your deed. That's why some of you don't move forward because you try to justify yourself in order for God to do something with you. He didn't say to Cyrus, sanctify yourself. He said that to the Jews, to Joshua, but he didn't say that to Cyrus. Because what he wanted to do is beyond Cyrus. Uh, so number one, he called him anointed. 
Number two, he said, I'll take hold of your right hands. That's what Pastor Olili said last Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Even said, lift up your hands and say, my right hand. But let me tell you something. That I know some of you misunderstood him. Because this is the picture we have. Come, my daughter. Where's your right hand? You have that picture. He said, I'll hold your right hand and we'll go. Isn't that what you were thinking? No, that's not what the Bible is saying. He never said that. Amen? The right hand does not mean your right hand. It means power. Cyrus was a king. And the authority of, of Cyrus was called the right hand of Cyrus. How many people read that Jesus is sitting at the right side of the Father? He does not sit physically at the right side of the Father. The right side of the Father means the, 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 the operation of the Father. It means Jesus is the, man, is the one for which the Father works. That's what they call the right side. Your right side is a side of authority. It's a side of power. So God was saying to Cyrus, you have a power that was given to you by human, but now, my God, I'm going to put my full approval on that power. I'm holding. So God was saying to Cyrus, you were a king, maybe appointed by men, but now I'm turning that story. I'm going to put my favor upon you so that what men have made, I'm going to back it with my own power, your right hands. So if you pray the wrong prayer, you get the wrong result. Hallelujah. So I was sitting there, I know, me and these people are missing it. They thought the guy is talking about the right hand. No, he's talking about, we're talking about the authority that God has given you. God put his stamp on the authority. It means he's holding your right hand. So when you pray for God to hold your right hand, you are praying for favor. You are praying for approval. You are praying for backing. <laughs> Back me, oh heaven. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, why does, he go be, why does he hold his hands so that the nation can be subdued? So God say, I'm going to put my approval upon you. And because my approval upon you, you will subdue nations. Amen? Amen. So because God's approval is upon you, you will subdue nations. Because his approval is upon you, you will have power to subdue nation. And he said, to lose the belt of kings. To take the armors of kings so they won't be able to fight against you. And to open the double doors. And he said, to go before you and level the exalted places. To break in pieces the doors of bronze and to cut through the bars of iron. I won't focus on that. To give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches in secret places. It's about five things that he told him there. Now, why would God do that? to a king that does not know him. Mm -hmm. The answer is simple. He said, I do that for the sake of Jacob. He said, it has nothing to do with you, Cyrus. Yeah, you can think you have arrived, but it has nothing to do with you. Do you know that what God does in your life sometimes has nothing to do with you? It's kingdom purpose. And it, <laughs> so, so the thing that you're going to subdue, you don't subdue them sometimes for yourself. You subdue them for the generation behind you. You are subduing them for your family because maybe in your family, people can't get saved. The moment you subdue those spirits, 
people in your family get saved. So you are anointed for a purpose. Ah, say I'm anointed for a purpose. You are anointed for generation. You are anointed for people. You are anointed for your grandchildren. You, and don't come here and tell me I don't have grandchildren. They are in your belly. They are in your loins. They are there. Mm-hmm. So, God anoints you. Choose, chooses you for a purpose. Say, I am chosen. But you are not cho- just chosen to be chosen. My father said, you are not chosen for sin. <laughs> you are chosen for a purpose. And if you are not doing that purpose, you are missing onto what heaven is doing. Oh, bless me, Lord. What for? God, I want you to bless. What for? Are you looking for loopholes and gaps in the kingdom to meet it? Are you like Anna that knew that the prophet was old, that they need a change in this generation, so she asked God to plant a baby in her womb so that the baby can be a prophet in replacement of the old prophet? Are you like that? What do you see in the house of God that you are crying for to be replaced? What are you seeing in your family? What are you seeing in your workplace? Why do you cry for God to anoint you at work? What do you want to do? Is just to be the boss? No, that's not the purpose. If you are the boss, what are you going to do with your position? You are quiet. <laughs> because it, you must think a bit. Why will God give you everything? Just for you to enjoy and die? Or it gives you everything so that generation to come may be transformed. Every gift is a seed. Every gift of God in your life is a seed. As you get the gift of heaven, you get a seed. And that seed needs to be passed on to be sown into good ground so that the seed may become a tree for many people to feed from the fruit of that tree. Can I submit to you that a seed is not useful until it's sown? So everything God gives you is useless until it's transferred to another generation. Cyrus. Church people don't like this type. You don't want, you don't want to, 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 to be faced with responsibility. You want to receive a gift without accountability. Now, what will God do with somebody that knows him? Let's call Daniel, Prophet Daniel, to stand for him to testify to you. Let's go to Daniel chapter number 11, verse 32. Daniel 11, verse 32. He was talking, the context was this. He was talking about the men of sin. He was talking about, in a way, the Antichrist. But in between there, he made a statement. Let's read Daniel 11, 32. 
It says, it shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, but the people who know their God. The people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. No, take that translation away. Give me a new King James. Because the, S, S, the ESV does not give it right. Give me the new King James. Okay. It's a voice who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery, but those, the people who know their God will be strong and carry out great exploits. Amen. Hallelujah. Those who know their God will carry out great exploits. Those who know their God, <laughs> those who know their God, shall carry out great exploits. I say, those who know their God, those who know their God, those who know him, those who know his nature, those who know his goodness, those who know his kindness, those who know his righteousness, those who know their God, shall do violently in this world. And exploit is not something that common people do. Amen? Or if a common produce does something unusual, it's an exploit. Amen? So an exploit is not something common. It means that if the normal speed for running a hundred meter is, let's say, five minutes or five seconds, and you run it in five, it's not an exploit. But if you run it in two, then it's something. Because we have set up a new standard. Hallelujah. For somebody to beat it. So an exploit is something that is beyond the ordinary. So the Bible says, those who know their God will be beyond ordinary. Amen. They will be beyond common. They will do things that will shock people. Those who know their God will do things that shocks people. So, 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 so this year, people are in for a shock. Don't you? <laughs> ah, your neighbors are in for. Do you understand? Listen to my voice. God will not bless you without your enemies. Amen. Yes, He will make sure that your enemies are there. He set a table in the. The table is not set in my room. The table is not set in my dining room. It's set in the public place. In the presence of my enemies. Then in the presence, he anoints my head with oil. My cups overflow. And goodness and mercy follows me. God wants to do something that will be a testimony to many. You will not do the exploit alone. You will do it in front of a crowd. There will be a testimony that will go in this land. And that will testify that there was a man or there is a woman that God has lifted. That when everybody says there is a casting down upon you, they will say there is a lifting. Amen. I'm saying to you now that God wants to do something in your life that will be a testimony to many. Amen. Why? So that they may know that your God is good. So that they may glorify your God. 
and know that you are serving a living God. So God allowed you to go through what you are going through so that your lifting may be spectacular. You didn't check what I'm saying. You didn't check what I'm saying. Because if you didn't go through what you are going through, your lifting will be coming. But when you are on the ground and suddenly you are up, people wonder what just happened. It is the Lord. I said, there is a lifting coming. Uh, for those who are down, there is a lifting. Come, listen to my voice. There is a lifting. For those who are down, there is a lifting coming. For those who don't see their way, there is a lifting coming. There is a lifting coming. I'm telling you, God will make you a testimony to people that used to mock you. Maybe, maybe next Sunday, I'm going to show you pictures where we started from. I'm able to tell you, God can take you from the dust, my God, and make you sit at the tables with kings because you know him. I say it. And these are words that we are releasing. In the Bible, there was a man that knew God. His name was David. In 1 Samuel 17, 37, Bible say, and David said, Lord, the Lord who has delivered me from the paw of a lion and from the paw of a bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. David was confronting Goliath, but David knew God. When you know God, fear goes out. Come on, let me try here. Fear is a statement that you don't know him. That's why he said, fear not, I am with you. When you know him, fear must go out. Because the world is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He said, fear not. What are you fearing? The God that you are serving holds the universe in the palm of his hand. Yet you have the audacity to be fearful. David says, this Philistine is big, but I have a bigger God. I don't know what is going to challenge you this year, but don't see the challenge, see God. I don't know what mountain is standing in front of you, don't see the mountain, see God. I don't know who is the voice that is speaking against you, don't hear that voice, hear God. I don't know the altar that is screaming before you, there is an altar in heaven that speaks favor upon you. The Bible talks about in the book of Revelation, the altar in heaven. So every earthly altar is nothing compared to the hunter. That is it. His service and circumcise is done with. He's, we will serve as a testimony. Everything that comes your way, it's an opportunity for testimony. So, my God. So when you think it's too big, the testimony will be too huge. Hallelujah. Now, you do great exploit. But I read favor. And I realized in the New Testament, God is doing something new. He told me, Daniel is exciting, but something is more exciting than Daniel. I said, what is that? He said, when you know me, I give you the keys of the kingdom. It's not just you doing exploit. You hold the keys of the kingdom. It's in your Bible. In the book of Matthew chapter number 16, verse 19. 
He said, and I will give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Now, why does he say, I'll give the king the keys of the kingdom? Can I tell you why? Because Peter knew him. You see, Peter had a revelation. Jesus said, who do people say I am? They say, you are Elijah, you are this. And he said, but you, who do you say I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the son of a living God. He said, Peter, this revelation is not flesh and blood, but it has been revealed by my father, meaning you have bought into the archive of heaven. From earth, you had the ability to read the scrolls in heaven and know exactly who I am. When you want to know God, you need to read the scroll. You cannot know God apart from the Bible. Hey, you need to know him through his word. So those who want to know God through the word, you are, you are in trouble. If people will visit you. Dead people will visit you, but you think it's God. <laughs> You're in trouble. And I'm not speaking down on somebody. Somebody say that... And Jeremiah came to visit me. I said, if Jeremiah appeared before me, he would have had time because I'll ask him questions about the Bible. He must answer first before he tell me it's Jeremiah. Don't, 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 don't bow to every spirit that appears to you. No, I'm Elijah. Where? What are you doing here if you're Elijah? Go back to where you belong to. Sorry. That was just to talk. Now, he said, I'll give the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Is that what is written? Let's read Matthew 16, 19 quickly and we round up there. Are you blessed? Yes. Hey, hey, hey. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of? Yes. Not the kingdom of earth. Kingdom of? Yes. Uh-huh. And whatever you bind on earth, not in heaven, here. On earth, look at the wording. I'll give the keys of heaven, but those keys works on earth. Oh, you don't just say. I'll give the keys of the kingdom of heaven, but those keys of the kingdom of heaven, it's on earth they operate. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be let me take you home now and finish. God is saying, you cannot operate from a lesser kingdom and, and overcome a greater kingdom. So in order for you to overcome a lesser kingdom, you need to come from a higher kingdom. So he was saying to Peter, your realities will not be earthly. It means if you go on the senses, you are earthly. So I'm giving you keys that belong to heaven. But because heaven is a higher dimension, those keys have the power to work here on earth. But keys on earth cannot work in heaven. It means fear cannot open a door in heaven. Yes. Yes, the only thing that opens the door is faith. And faith is not natural. So God was saying to Peter from today, 
you are heavenly. You, you, say, say, I come from a higher dimension. Uh, say, say it again. No, I, I want you to say it with conviction. I come from a higher dimension. Put your hands on your chest and say, I come from a higher dimension. Uh, say, I come from a higher dimension. I'm not a lawyer, but I know that a high court cannot be overruled by a lower court. So if a high court has taken the decision, lower court need to follow, even if they are not happy. So a decision of a lower court can be overturned by a high court. So whatever earth has bound you with, it can be overturned by a decision in heaven. I give you, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever came your way, that was a natural circumstance that I bound you. Today, I'm here with the good news. We are here by high authority. I said we are here by high principle. We are here by high authority. So when the devil say you are a loser, you say, uh-uh, 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 Satan. Uh-uh, uh-uh, who said so? Who, who, who told you? Who, st- who told you? For my children that may be in the room, that didn't pass metric, don't be despair. It's a system of a world to qualify who you are, but there is a higher reality. Don't limit yourself to a paper. Don't find your value on a paper. Find your value in Christ. And parents that are here, that will assault your child, because he didn't do good in metric, you are breaking down your child. You need to lift him and say, my child, there is bigger than metric. Uh-huh. If you know the Lord, your way will be made. There is no way. Woo! I went to school with some people, they were flying, flying colors, all exam, flying colors, all exam, flying colors. I met some uh, down colors. It's not how we start. It's about how we finish. It's not about how we start. It's about finishing the rest well. Yes, it's important to study. It's important to give your best in what you are doing. But don't allow anything to define you. Don't allow a system of a world to define you. Allow God to define you. Because he's limitless, so you are limitless in him. People have taken the system of the world and they have put themselves under bondage. Yes, 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 yes. They think life is about, I'm a doctor. So what? How do you handle your private life? After you are operating on people, are you depressed? It's not about that. It's about God. And I'm not speaking down on the something. Achievement is good. We must be driven. It's a good thing. But don't be driven to a point where you neglect the assignment of heaven. Where you neglect the approval of heaven. I'm here to tell you people, there's a lifting coming to you. I said there is a lifting. I said there is a lifting. He said to Peter, I give you keys of the kingdom. Now everything you bind here on earth is bound in heaven. So it means earth. I like this. Your decision on earth 
are approved by heaven. Now, you, 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 you don't know what I'm talking about. Read your Bible in the book of Genesis. Do you know that when the flood came, rain didn't come from sky first? No. They say in the days of Noah, when God announced the flood, the first thing that broke was the deep of earth. The water came from down, and that attracted the water from heaven. So your behavior here on earth determines the reaction of heaven. You cannot say I'm blessed, but you look like a loser. You live like a loser. Your mindset is down. You are discouraged every morning. Your head is on your pillow. Done. Then you wake up, you read the scripture. I am a warrior. I am. Then you go back. No, you are a loser. No. Somebody must tell you, you are a loser. Yes. To be a conqueror, you don't function according to the emotion of earth. You function according to the word that is set in heaven. It's not about how I feel. It's what God says. I don't care how you feel. It's about what God says. When I'm weak, I'm strong. He said to be Apostle Paul, in your weakness, I show my strength. So if you are here this morning, let me tell you. Good days are ahead of you. I want you to give a high five to your neighbor and say, neighbor, the best is yet to come. You, you, maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't get, oh my God, my God, the best is yet to come. I said the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Your best days are ahead of you. The best is yet to come. Congratulations, somebody. Say congratulations, my neighbor. Congratulations, neighbor. Congratulations. Congratulations, somebody. Say congratulations. You got it. 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 I say you got it. You got it. You got it. You got it right. Congratulations. 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 Help him, help him. Congratulations. Congratulations. The best is yet to come. I see people, one event in their lives, they are down. My God, I was raised with pain. I was raised with pain. I was telling my family, I didn't know, I didn't know even the name of my mother. The name I called her was the wrong name. I was corrected last year, two years ago in Ivory Coast. When I said to my sister, this is how mama looked like. He said, no, it's her friend. You were too young. You confused her with a friend. I was raised in pain. But look at what the Lord has done. Hey, hey, hey. Stop. The death of somebody is not a justification to stop your life. 
is serving a propeller into your future. The best is yet to come. The fact that your parents don't look after you is not a death sentence. It's a propeller for you to go far in life. The fact that they wanted to abort you, it's a reason to show that you deserve to be here. Ah, the best is here to come. The fact that your husband or your wife left you is not for you to go down. It's a propeller for you to show you are worthy of even trust. I tell you in the name of Jesus, move forward. The fact that a business collapsed does not mean you are done. Use the keys of heaven. Find another business and make it work in the name of Jesus. He's holding your right hands. He's holding your right hand. The power of God is in your hand. You will go and be a success. Lift up your hands and Lord, I receive it. Hallelujah. Can we give a big hand to our Lord? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. My God, you may be seated. We finish. Hey, hey, hey. We're going to do our offering for those who have not made their offering. Just do your offering. Were you blessed to be here? Yes. I like the beginning of the year because that's where God tells us the instruction for the future. Amen. I'm telling you people, there is no reason for you to be defeated this year. You can't be under those teaching and be defeated. It's not possible. It's just not possible. You tell that devil you are too late. You should have come a week earlier, but now it's too late. 